This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. Welcome to our Week in Review for Saturday, October 23rd, 2010. These are the stories that you should be paying attention to. Up first this week is a story about PCI and how smaller merchants are now being threatened by fraudsters. The story here, the payment card industry's Security Standards Council may be doing a good job helping lock down larger retailers, but the smaller mom-and-pop merchants are becoming the new targets of cyber criminals, according to a PCI expert. A recent report on PCI compliance by Verizon Business shows some unsettling trends, says Jen Mack, Verizon's Director of Global PCI Consulting Services. Mack says that Level 3 and Level 4 retailers are now being targeted by cyber criminals for the theft of credit card data. Examples of these targets include restaurants in several states that were hit in the past several months. The latest, one that had its POS system breached, in Tallahassee, Florida. The PCI report shows that businesses of every size are better at planning, doing, not at checking if they are compliant, says Mac, a former member of the PCI Security Standards Council. The overwhelming majority of data breaches occur because of failures to check things were in place. Despite arguments to the contrary, Mac says, there's no open hole causing data breaches that isn't covered by the PCI standards. We'll take a quick break now and be back in a minute with the rest of the Week in Review. Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the BankInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit BankInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In our featured interview this week, we talk with anti-money laundering expert Kevin Sullivan about a recent AML sanction against HSBC. Now, former police investigator Sullivan feels passionately about anti-money laundering programs, and he feels particularly strongly that the regulatory sanction against HSBC is what he calls a learning moment for banking institutions. In this interview, Sullivan discusses the significance of HSBC's cease and desist order, how banking institutions should now review their own anti-money laundering programs, and the impact of FinCEN's proposed rule on cross-border transfers. Let's hear an excerpt of the interview with Kevin Sullivan. I've had the opportunity to see the effects of money laundering on both the front end and the back end. In other words, before the finance institution sees it and after it leaves the finance institution. I've seen the crimes that create the dirty money, and I've seen the results of the handiwork of the criminals that commit them. And, and, and this is something that most people don't see, and they only read about in the newspaper or on the Internet. Uh, so it's easy to forget and to never really truly understand why this is such an important issue if you only see anti-money laundering as a paperwork detail. So just look at what's going on on the border currently. you got the drug lords and, and, and their gangs are absolutely running wild. Uh, look at the recent action incident that happened like, last week or week before in Texas, uh, which is just a, a, an absolute microcosm for current events. 
the pirates shot and killed uh, a man jet skiing with his wife, and they tried to kill her too. And then the Mexican police investigator who was looked into it, he was killed. And not only was he killed, but he was decapitated, and his head was delivered to the police station. In that, now, I, know, I don't mean to gross out your, your, your audience, Tom, but this is, this is reality. And this is the type of anarchy and lawlessness that is only a stone's throw away from us. So at some point, this will cross into the U.S. So what does this have to do with money laundering, and is it really necessary? Yeah, it is, because how do you think these drug laws get the money that enables them to do what they do? Finally this week, a blog by me entitled, What Happens in Vegas? Notes from the BAI Retail Delivery Event. To give you an excerpt, if I look out my window right now, I can see the Eiffel Tower and the Egyptian Pyramid in the New York City skyline. Not a dream, not a hoax, not an imaginary tale, it's Las Vegas, where I'm in town to cover the annual BAI Retail Delivery Event. And Vegas, the place where nothing is real, just feels like the perfect venue to discuss the day's hottest banking and security topics. Walking around the conference venue, the Mandalay Bay Resort, it's easy to get sucked into the illusion. There's a huge indoor aquarium here featuring crocs and sharks and even a Komodo dragon, none of which is anywhere near native to Vegas. And then outdoors, there's a grand recreational area built around a beach that lacks only an ocean. Similarly, attending some of the BAI sessions, I hear a lot about mobile banking mobile payments, and social media. I hear a lot about customer loyalty and how the banking industry is bouncing back from the crash of 2008. But I don't hear a lot about fraud, privacy, and some of the other security risks that I know are top of mind, their reality, to so many banking security leaders and their customers. For more on this piece and others, please go to www bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by bankinfosecurity.com For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com